In college, we used to fuck with people. Fucking paranoid about my people. It's real easy just to grab their people, turn the people around. I hope somebody grabs that, put them together through a hole, and screw them together. Jesus Christ. Dude, don't be some mayo. Come on. Be extreme. <laughs> don't be some mayo, guys. Don't be some that's, mayo. That's guys. really the only reason I, uh, I decided to use that theme song. What an interesting theme song. Uh, I totally forgot about that that achievement. That was uh, in Skate Two, Skate Three, Skate Three. It was the uh, <laughs> you know the mayonnaise council's achievement placement. Uh, we're 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 running a, a different podcast crew today. We got Gus, Jeff, and Matt Holum. What's up, everybody? Gracing our presence from upstairs. I, I like you know this is the second time we're recording this <laughs> intro because Gus forgot to press the record button the first time and then blamed no, no. it on his new computer. There, there was a, there was an error. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we started was all Matt Hullum insults. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't good looking enough to be on the video version of the Drunk Tank, and I'm filling in at the uh, I'm on C team. Was that right? Yeah, you're, you're, they got the C crew <laughs> on C to, to fill things out. But you know what, Gus? I think whenever I show up for the podcast, I make you nervous. You do because this is the sec- like. This in the last two times I've been on the podcast, you've forgotten to press record when we, <laughs> when we started the podcast. We did the last time I was here. We did it at the beginning over as well. It's your striking good looks. I'm just intimidated. Well, I can't bring myself I'm, to I, say it. I'm apparently all of us are good looking. We read the comments on the drunk. Oh video. yeah, they love us, and it's the first time they've seen any of us. Yeah. T- somehow, despite like two, three seasons of RT Shorts and uh, countless other uh, times we've appeared on the, I think I, I think I read one. Comment that was, you know, I've met you guys in person several times at conventions, but I didn't know what you looked like until I watched the drunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, man, I didn't know what the red versus blue guys looked like, and now I do, and I wish I still didn't. <laughs> What's, up, awesome. Bert? What's up, Bernie? We've got a late entry here. Hello, everyone. I like that Bernie comes in with sunglasses and a beer. I got to turn my headphones up. Like, he's like, and a, and a hoodie. He's like Judd Nelson in uh, like, any 80s movie. It's like it's Zach Galifianakis meets the Unabomber. Just walked in. <laughs> no, you're a genius because you show up for work early. I'm going to plug it in here. I don't have my headphones on. Oh, uh, So, uh, yeah, I think the video podcast went over pretty well. We're hoping to do some more of those in the future. Not, you know, it, my, it won't replace the audio podcast, but we'll do it every now and then. My favorite part about the video podcast is that Gus made one video podcast, and he doesn't plan to do them regularly, <laughs> yet he still managed to get a new computer out of you guys. Yeah? Hell yeah. He, he made, <laughs> like, like, he made one video podcast on an old computer, said, I don't think I'm going to do this very often, but you guys should buy me a new computer, <laughs> just in case. Let me tell you exactly how that went. He said, uh, <laughs> uh, I think the video podcast went well, and I said, yeah, he goes, it was really hard to edit on my computer. Um, I think I'm going to look at getting a new computer. I go, well, if, if it, you need a new computer to do it, you should definitely look at that. He goes, okay. He's apparently looking at it in his office. Yeah. I've learned one lesson it's working here. It's, as soon as someone tells you you can you can buy a new piece of hardware, you buy it. You don't even wait. It's just the same way I got the mixer. It's like I was like, hmm, I think maybe we could use a few more microphones. But he's like, yeah, okay, I think we should look into that. Mixer would, ordered. Would you allow me to run a little experiment? Do it. For Mac users who are not aware, uh, there is – or people who don't use a Mac, I should say. There's a program called Spotlight, which we can easily find things on someone's computer. Yeah. So let's see. Does he have Final Cut installed or does he have World of Warcraft installed? <laughs> Shall we check? Let's check. You can check. I got, uh, I got them both. I'm going to guess he has both, and only because of Time Machine. Soundtrack Pro, Final Cut, Compressor, and World of Warcraft's over there next to Photoshop. Can I see the application folder with install dates, please? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we check that? Uh, I don't, yeah, sure, if you want. Uh, well, look at the time. Uh, no, I, I don't want to embarrass anybody. That's not my job here. Final, my job is to support employees. Final Cut, September 27th, 2010. World of Warcraft, December 6th, 2010. How, how are you installing stuff? In December, is this your new computer or your old computer? Yeah, it's a time machine, though. Oh. Uh, by the way, I um, 
How about run by date? Griffin had to, <laughs> Griffin had to bring some stuff home from work last night to work on at home and uh, some stuff for some shorts. And so I drove it back up here today and it didn't fit in my car very well. So I think I'm going to need to get a company car. <laughs> so if you want me to look at Sometime that. In the future, we, have light, that. Water, we have a company <laughs> truck to move stuff around. I don't know if you know that. Speaking of which, I got to move that company truck over to the company because my insurance was canceled because Griffin <laughs> wrecked my truck. How does that happen? Griffin wrecks your truck and they cancel your insurance. Here's exactly what happened. I have insurance and I pay them every month. Every Hell yeah. goddamn month I pay them for insurance. So what happens but my car gets into an accident. Part of my coverage is that I can have uninsured drivers, in other words, people that I know personally, who might borrow a truck. Sure, it happens all the time with as trucks. You, as you do. Yes. And so she gets in this wreck, so then... Uh, and by the way, wreck, I mean, she tapped under the car. Yeah, she, she, she skidded and rear-ended somebody, which sounds hot, but it's not. <laughs> um, so my insurance agent, basically, Jeff, I'm sure you've been on a call like this before. If your house was robbed, it's like, guess what? We've looked at it. Yeah, we've decided we're going to cover you. We're, we're going to do you a favor, <laughs> and we're going to cover the damages to the other vehicle, even though it's in my policy and they have to do it. So then what they did was they sent me this form that said... It's basically like a uh, you're 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 not going to run with a bad crowd form. It's it's <laughs> this is an excluded driver. You are not going to allow. I can't be friends with Griffin anymore. Griffin Ramsey to drive your truck anymore, and I have to sign it and send it back to them. He's, got, he's got like the scarlet letter now. Yeah. If Griffin gets sick, do you think they'll find out and you'll lose your health insurance as well? <laughs> <laughs> is that the way it works? Yeah. It's, it's all proximity. It's all like six degrees of Griffin Ramsey. Exactly. She'll have trouble calculating her grocery bill enough to buy her new computer as well. Um, <laughs> So, so they want this excluded coverage, and I, I refuse to sign it. I refuse to sign it. I pay for insurance. I've more than paid for that accident over the course that I've been with this company. Absolutely. With We're not going to name them, but it rhymes with Schmarmer's insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they, yeah, they, I, so I refuse to sign it, so they canceled my insurance. Wow. And it cancels. It's actually they're, they're going to refuse to renew my policy. So I Oh, have, that sounds much nicer. Yeah. Those assholes. I guess what? Auto insurance, that's like the iPod of the insurance world. That is the gateway drug. Yep. Wherever my auto insurance goes, guess what? Everything else is going over there too. Every other thing. You hear that, Schmarmers? House <laughs> that's insurance. That's your law, Schmarmers. <laughs> Life insurance. Let me tell you, I'm an unhealthy dude. That's a bad thing. I'm drinking at 9 in the morning with sunglasses. You wouldn't have been able to let Griffin in your house so they would have had to have you fill out the yeah, excluded, it's- excluded person policy. <laughs> This person's a dangerous person. They oh. might they might fall onto your stove. Do not allow in the kitchen. Although I should just keep that form around for whenever Griffin is cranky and just like, look, I signed this form. I'm excluded <laughs> from this. <laughs> I have my jump card now. This is my get out of Griffin free card whenever I want it. Wish I could. Do you want it? <laughs> do you want a, do you want a copy of it? Yeah. I, just slide one under my door. That'd be awesome. <sighs> so did you see the uh, the news today? I guess that. Gore Verbinski, Verbinski, Gore Verbinski was yeah. talking about the uh, the now on ice Bioshock movie. Yes, he yes. did. No. He said that uh, I guess the studio wanted him to make a PG thirteen movie, but he couldn't imagine making that movie for any, uh, at any rating other than R. So they reached an impasse, and now the movie's just kind of dead. They also weren't happy with the hundred and sixty million dollar budget, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. God damn, man! Why is it so hard to get a re- a decent budget for a video game movie? Because they all suck and they don't make any money. I guess so. Just attach that's Will Smith a good to reason, it. Yeah. Min- just, min- yeah. Just, fuck. What? Are you trying to, you're trying to come up with a good video game movie, aren't you? I was trying to, but I, I can't. Think, I, I almost said Men in Black, but I know. it's a comic book. It's a comic yeah. book movie. And not a not a well-known comic book either. No, a not very, at all. A very obscure one. What's, the, what's your favorite, or what do you think is the best video game movie? Probably Tomb Raider. 
I think the most successful is probably the Resident Evil franchise now. Uh, yeah, they make about. I think Tomb Raider one made the most money out of a video game movie, maybe, but. I think Resident it now Evil costs like, less to produce a Red- yeah. Resident Evil movie I think than they a Resident make, Evil game. Resident, yeah. I think they yeah. make Resident Evil movies for like 30 bucks now, it seems like. <laughs> they're a, and they're like 15 a, of it is for TV commercials. Up to number four, is that right? Four or five. I, 50% of it's machinima. <laughs> <laughs> they just take old PS1 footage for the original Resident Evil. See, now, if I was directing a video game movie and I was directing Resident Evil, I would never point the camera at the actors. I would have them like around the corner, just like Resident Evil. That's yeah. how the camera works in Resident Evil. Have the dude framed way far on the left and the implication of zombies off screen <laughs> somewhere. It'd be 20 minutes of a door slowly opening. <laughs> the, audience, the audience is like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I hear it. I hear it. It's way worse in my head than in real life. <laughs> Anytime the projectionist has to change a reel, you just have him go to the door and have the door slowly open for 20 seconds. I don't know. Uh, what is a uh, what is a successful video game movie? I'm trying to think of even the last one I it's, saw. I remember when we saw, uh, was it uh, the Doom movie? How with, much did uh, Doom make? With The Rock? Yeah, it was And it's Doom. like they didn't finish the script, basically. I think they get to a certain point in the script and they just decided to copy and paste from earlier points in the script because there was about... 80 lines of dialogue in that movie that were just the word what. <laughs> yeah, it was. Matt and I used to make fun of that all the time. That, just, that movie made $28 million. $28 wow. Million on a budget of... 60 Can there you look you up highest grossing video game movie of all time? I'm going to go back and watch Doom now that you said that. What? I've always, wanted, <laughs> I've always wanted to cut together all the what's from Doom. It's The Rock. It's like, these are demons. They've opened a portal to hell. What? <laughs> that's, that's the big conflict in the movie. <laughs> you got ammo. What? <laughs> <laughs> go through and see how many what's there are, dude. Oh, man. I mean, you could have done, like, Control-F on that script, find what, and just replace it with, damn it! And it would have been a little <laughs> At least a little bit better. What? I don't understand anything. Um, the highest grossing video game adaptation is Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Yes. The, f- the first one. How mm-hmm. much did it make? $131 million. Okay. And the second highest grossing is Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that one. Wasn't no- that number didn't- three, Pokemon the first movie. Didn't uh, the, didn't, uh, the guy from uh, Ubi say that Prince of Persia was going to be Disney's new Harry Potter f- kind of franchise? Like it was going to break all records? Oh, really? Oh, I really? I, I remember, I remember like, somebody going out on a limb with that movie before it came out with just like a massive, this is going to be the best thing ever. Wow, that, which I would never do with a video game. That, that movie made a ton of money overseas. Prince of Persia? Did it? It made $90 million U.S. and 244 foreign. Probably big in Persia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They thought he was a real prince, so they felt yeah. like they were obligated to go watch. They all flew in on their carpets. <laughs> How could you? Did they have a flying carpet in Prince of Persia? Um, I don't think so. Has was anybody it? in this mo- in this room seen that movie? Yes, we oh, saw yeah, it we at RBBTO, right? No, That's it was right. Ken West, wasn't it? Ken West. Yeah, y'all saw it when you went to Ken West. That's what it was. How was it? Sorry, was Jake dreamy? Uh, I always I, I had in my head too much. How upset Brandon was already as a Persian person. <laughs> how upset he was that Jake Gyllenhaal was cast as the Prince of Persia. There so. were no, there were no Persians or Iranians in that entire movie, were there? No, I don't think so. So the Persian Empire is now Iran, right? Right. That's what's it's been whittled down by. When Alexander the Great did that, mm-hmm. and now it's because it's it used to be everything from essentially Saudi Arabia to China was the Persian Empire, I think so, right? Yeah, yeah, it was huge. And then Alexander the Great just came chomp, 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 chomp through there. <laughs> Which goes Genghis Khan after Alexander um, the Great? We should I, know that. That's something you should know. Should. I believe so. I believe yes. I'm going to say yes. Google. I'm going to look it up. 
I think ultimately through history, Genghis Khan won that conflict because I don't see a lot of Alexander the Great restaurants. And there are a ton of Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan Mongolian barbecue that's restaurants. That's a very good point. So, I mean, that's a legacy right there. That's what you want. Didn't Alexander the Great die in a dumb way? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> like a dumb illness early on. I think he had a wound that he died from over time, right? <laughs> yeah. Like a, wo- a wound in his yeah. side? Yeah. <laughs> what a chump. <laughs> yeah, Alexander the Great was 300 BC. Genghis Khan was like 1200 AD. There you go. Yeah, BC's before AD. Yes. Okay. So it's like a 1500 <laughs> year difference. But it's three. He had, he had 300 years to go, and Alexander the Great had 1200 away from it? Yeah. So 1500 year difference. That's a long time. That's a big difference. Yeah. So they probably never hung out. They, yeah, they didn't know each other. So no, Genghis Khan yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> Get a higher score. <laughs> Did I ever read some kind of weird stat that you could trace a certain percentage of the global lineage to Genghis Khan? Really? Yeah. What's that percentage? But the hortiest percentage? I'm just going to say 50. Just because got around. I, got to, I had some, dudes, some dude come at me in the comments where he said – is, I'm gonna do my voice. Is there is there a single podcast we go through where Bernie doesn't get something totally wrong? And the answer to that question is sir, no. Yeah, I saw that guy too. What do you think? He didn't even say what okay. I got wrong that day. I don't know. Right, I, I found I found the thing you were talking about. Yeah, it's a point five percent of the male population in the world, or roughly sixteen million descendants living today. That's weird. That's pretty awesome. At a Darwinian level, that dude won. Yeah, I mean, big time. Yeah, no kidding. I get. I'm gonna go to a Mongolian barbecue for lunch. <laughs> conversation. So, you, if you had 200 people working in your company, one of those people would yeah. be descended from Genghis Khan. Yes, that's pretty good, dude. Yeah, that's pretty good. He wins, man. Speaking of uh, Mongolian barbecue, we found a lot of new uh, new restaurants over here off of William Cannon the other do you, day. Did you? Do you think 200 years from now or 500 years from now? Not to get away from that subject, but like 0.5% of the population will all be related to Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> like he's the new Genghis Khan. See, he, he had sex with a lot of women, but did he impregnate a lot of women? Dude had sex with 10,000 women. He had to have knocked up a few. He's Plus he's in the NBA. You have to have like 14 illegitimate kids to play in the NBA. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's a requirement. They just keep, him on the, they keep it on the down low. Who is, who is more prolific than uh, Wilt Chamberlain? I guess Charlie Sheen is the modern day. He's working on it. Yeah. Wilt Chamberlain. Then wasn't there? Didn't he do some interview the other day where he kind of hinted at the fact that he does crack? Who Charlie Sheen? Yeah, what well, came out Is with the whole? He, he, he it came to, out that he does crack. He went to speak to the the students at the in the football program at UCLA. I think it was or USC. A baseball program. It's a baseball think, program. Yeah. It's like, how do you set that up? You know, it's like we need to have a motivational speaker come in and you know talk about kids about staying off drugs. Who should we get? Charlie Sheen? Yeah, yeah that's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> well, the last – he spoke to the Duke lacrosse guys, and that went really well. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the, the, uh, the athletes just voted. <laughs> that's who they voted yeah. for. Who else who would you vote for? <laughs> like if I'm in the same room as Charlie Sheen for more than 15 minutes, there's like a 40% chance that I'm going to get prostitute sex. <laughs> be a very motivating speech though because Charlie Sheen would go, I've been clean now for – check my watch. <laughs> wow, is it PM already? <laughs> They, they, they probably just need to refill their stash, and it was just the easiest way to, to get it refilled before yeah. Charlie Sheen show up with a fucking briefcase. Plus, what is the chance that Charlie Sheen is not going to do a motivational speech with, like, eight lovely assistants? You know, like a magic show. <laughs> he, uh, apparently, uh, in that whole story about the drug bender, he, the three-day drug bender he was on with the porn stars, who he knocked up, and that whole thing, uh, it came out that he doesn't have – he's lost all of his teeth to drugs oh, and he has all golden teeth. And the girl said it was like the grossest thing she'd ever seen. And I guess for the show, they put caps on him to make him look normal. Really? Yeah. Why does he have 
Oh, never mind. You tell me he's. <laughs> well, you can, there's no question you can ask. They'll have a rational Casey explanation. Casey Jordan, that, was, that, that was the chick's name, I think, the porn star. Wow, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, supposedly his teeth are all gold, and uh, he looks like a, uh, like, I don't know. Flavor Flav. Like, like Flavor yeah. Flav, or like Paul Wall, or whatever. He looks like It's the white bread sheen version. What, what was the uh, the James Bond villain? The guy, was it Jaws? Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's worth $385 million, I read. Good for him. Not bad. You can get you can get a lot of cracking hookers with uh, three hundred five million dollars. Can yeah, that's a that's a whole boatload of money. That'll mo- that'll motivate you to to succeed in life. That's interesting too, because like that dude, you would consider to be a pretty big film star at least back in the day. I bet all that money came from his television show. I yeah. bet you know. Well, what does he make uh, per episode on that uh, two and a half min show? He makes like a two million dollars an episode or something, that's crazy. right? Yeah. Well, that, well, that's crazy. the thing. Is like, uh, it's that's just it's it seems like in Hollywood you make all your money. From just whatever your most recent project is. Yeah. It's like athletes. You hear what somebody made in the 80s, and, and at the time, I'm sure you're like, wow, Tom Selleck makes 40 grand an episode for, for you know, let me do the math on that. Wow, he makes $800,000 a year playing Magnum PI. And then Charlie Sheen makes that in about 12 minutes on yeah. one episode now. Yeah. I, I, was, uh, I was reading uh, an article with Stallone not too long ago. Where he was talking about like his recent, all of his recent films, Expendables. Dude, the and way Rambo. you said that, I imagined you and Stallone like in bed, like, like <laughs> over, and you're like, look at this magazine. I was having sweetie. pillow talk with Stallone, and uh, he was talking about how like he was pr- almost broke, I was almost broke, and how hard it was, <laughs> <laughs> how hard it was for him to make those movies. <laughs> <hard to go. laughs> <laughs> Translating for all the Stallone fans out there, and uh, how. Uh, how almost impossible it was for him to get movies made. Uh, <laughs> but how those movies made more for him than uh, probably uh, like all the stuff he did in the 80s. Just because you, know, you, you didn't get paid shit back then. Yeah, better deals. Or yeah. just get paid so much more now. So much more now, yeah. Yeah, it's, mm. it's insane. It's like he was a huge fucking star, and he was making next to nothing to destroy his body, and then you know yeah. comes out of retirement when he's 55 because he has to make money. Yeah, I looked up this Charlie Sheen thing because you, you just talked about it, and I guess he, rene- or he got a new contract last May. And he was making $850,000 an episode, but the new contract bumped him up to $1.9 million an episode. Yeah, there you go. So he's making like $40 million a year yeah. on that, right? I yeah. wonder if that's the highest anyone's ever been paid for a television show. Um, yes. No idea. You think, who lot. do you think is making more money? You think Adam Sandler is making more money or David Spade's making more money? Is David Spade on TV right now? David Spade's been on like a show pretty much since he left SNL. He's on that uh, Rules of Engagement, I think. I'm going to say that Sandler's making more money just because people he, remember who Sandler is. Well, he produces every one of his films, too. <laughs> yeah. You know? Easy over there. He's the executive <laughs> yeah, I, I, producer I, I, on every movie he makes. I would say Sandler. They made a lot of money on Grown Ups, right? $160 million. Yeah. yeah. He's got that other movie coming out. Oh, all I yeah, know is yeah. it's got the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Decker in a bikini and her boobs are swaying all over the place. Oh, yeah. you have jogged my memory. I think that's all they want you to know about Yeah, it. that's all I know about that. I don't even remember what it's called. And There might be kids in it. I think Jennifer Aniston might be in it. Yeah, Jennifer know. Aniston's in it. Okay. Yeah, he made a he made a kids movie too. He made that movie with Carrie Russell about the bedtime stories. Oh, like yeah. kids movie. Yeah. 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 And he made that Click movie recently. Right? Yeah. Basically, that's anything you see that's Happy Madison... That means if you see that production slate, like, that means Adam Sandler's making a lot of money. He also a made lot of his titles sound like they could be porn movies. <laughs> like Bedtime Stories sounds like one of those uh, like softcore cinemax kind of movies. It's like Red Shoe Diaries or something. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he also made a boatload of money the, the on The Water uh, Boy. I mean, what is that? <laughs> you know? He made a boatload of money on that Paul Blart movie, too. Oh, he did the that movie made like $150 million. Man. Yeah. They've got an impressive kind of like little troop of, I mean, they just keep. You know, How did Kevin James fall out. into that group? I don't know. Because really. he, I mean, he didn't, because he, Sandler, like, 
surrounds himself with uh, you know ex SNL casts yeah. and the guys that he like came up with. And then uh, Kevin James just fucking fell in the water. Maybe he convinced him. He was like, "Don't you remember? I was on there first. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, was, I was with you guys. I was, I was the mall cop." Well, he's a fu- you ever watch uh, King of Queens? No, nah, he's a funny it. dude. That's a funny show. The last movie they made kind of bombed, didn't it? The uh, The Dilemma. Did anybody go see that? The, the Dilemma. dilemma. Wasn't that uh, what's his name? James and uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh Vaughn? right, yeah, oh. yeah. I, that was right. just like a couple weeks. That's ago. That's a Ron yeah. Howard film. Oh, that's right. Yeah, cause yeah. A lot of controversy about the gay joke. Or yeah. Here's how my brain works. We've been talking about M. Sandler. We've been talking about Kevin James. I'm now completely locked out of every other thought except for Jessica Biel in her underwear. That's like <laughs> I, got to, I got to that point in my train have, of thought, and it's like everybody off. I still haven't, I haven't moved movie. past Brooklyn Decker yet. <laughs> what was that movie she was in with them? Uh, was good luck. No, it was um, – It was uh, the well, – I pronounce you Chuck and Larry? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. movie made a lot of money too. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, I think it made like $90 million or $100 hmm. million. But back to Brooklyn Decker. Doesn't she live in Austin? I think I've heard that before. Is that true? Yeah, because she's married. Isn't she married to uh, Andy Roddick? Oh, really? And he lives here. Speaking of famous yeah, people if, in Austin. So, Brooklyn, Matt. come on by. We're <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah, Matt. That's what's been missing from this equation all that's, along between you right. and Brooklyn she Decker just is proximity. <laughs> <laughs> she just didn't know that we were, you know, down the street and we're, you know, close by. Just come on down she and had, see us. She had to be close. <laughs> Speaking of uh, celebrities in and around Austin, did you see that uh, Janine Linden Mulder got arrested in Hayes County? No shit. Recently? Yeah. yeah. It was like two was, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. She was coming. I guess we the, inherited Jesse James now because uh, he bought a house when he was with Sandra Bullock. They, oh, so we got he, him? No, yeah, no. we have him now. He lives here. He and, I guess, Kat Von D are here all the time. He had a kid with Janine Linden Mulder, the porn star, who's famous for the photo on the uh, cover oh, of the Blue 92 oh, album. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the hot nurse. And uh, she came to harass and stalk him and uh, got picked up in Hayes County and arrested. Hmm. So oh, she came to harass and stalk him. And yeah. Was she arrested for She sent that? him, like, 300 text messages in two days or something. And, uh, yeah, they picked her up in Hayes County and put her in jail. I've sent him 400. Yeah, I know. He's dreamy. I actually have seen him in the airport. He's one of the few celebrities that I've ever spotted in the Austin airport. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the midst of all that stuff where he was getting bashed on the cover of all those tabloids, I mean – People were still just lining up to take pictures with him. And Absolutely. didn't affect anybody's opinion. I don't think that stuff affects anybody. Like Charlie Sheen, he's making a boatload of money on a network TV show. 50 years ago also, he would not have been able to do that. He'd have been out the door. Yeah. Did TV exist 50 years ago? Look <laughs> yes, that up on Wikipedia. It so it's 1200 AD. You have a TV. <laughs> it's and uh, You and Genghis Khan are just kicking back watching. It's the same thing as like when the Mel Gibson thing went down. Two and a half Mongols. Well, back then it was just. <laughs> back then it was. Just... It was like literally half of a torso. It was like <laughs> the Mongols was like <laughs> vertically cut in half. Oh, it was like when uh, when the it, the the height of the Mel Gibson drama when he was you know knocking teeth out and uh, threatening uh, to have people raped. He. Uh, <laughs> They did a thing on Howard Stern where they went down in the street and they asked people in the street who 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 is more reprehensible, Howard Stern or Mel Gibson? And it was like nine out of ten people said Howard, even though Mel Gibson was like couldn't be getting worse press. And people people love actors. They just fucking. Or watch people them. just Have really you, don't like Howard. Or people Stern. really don't like Howard Stern. Have you seen Lethal Weapon? It's awesome. It is a good movie. It's a really good movie. He's going to be in a movie that's coming to South by Southwest. The Beaver, that, that Jodie Foster movie. Right? Yeah, Jodie yeah. Foster movie. Which is tough. I mean, I mean, you make a movie. And you're in post-production, and then your actor goes out and suddenly changes the tone of your movie entirely. That's kind of a rough deal. You just never know. Yeah. And it's already called The Beaver. Yeah. So that doesn't help. <laughs> I'm sure they had like a two-and-a-half-men subplot where Charlie pays a girl to act like, you know, he's, she's his girlfriend for a couple days. It's like a really funny subplot. It's like, yeah, we're going to ditch that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so did you speaking of uh, Janine Lindemuller? Did you see her uh, her mugshot? No, is it pretty good? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I think she's pretty hot. She's super hot. I haven't seen her a couple of years, but she's always struck me as one of the more beautiful porn stars. She was. Oh, oh no, not looking easy. good. Oh, whoa! Just a little age. That's whoa. all. Wow, that's too much <laughs> stuff there. Yeah, let me ask you a question. It's a bad haircut. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> When you see an older person now, she's a little bit older. She has grayer hair now. When you see an older person with lots of tattoos, I'm talking to you, Jeff. Does that scare the shit out of you? No, I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, I don't care. Because it seems like that ultimately that's that's the problem with tattoos is that as you get way older, like fifty and sixty, I'm gonna look like a box of melted crayons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's a good way to put it. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Life's too short to give a shit about stuff. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But it's kind of like the the deal of going through tattoos. Why I never did it. Is like I don't, I don't have like I guess I don't have the energy or the enthusiasm to go through that much pain for something that permanent. It's like when you talked about Charlie Sheen, I, I'm envisioning him leaving the set and taking out his caps and putting in the gold teeth. Yeah, and that seems like a big pain in the ass. It's just like okay, well, let's just get Charlie with the regular teeth, and he'll he just won't fuck with it. He'll leave it alone. He won't have the enthusiasm. Nope, but he like pulls his teeth out every day, I guess, yeah. and puts in the gold teeth. It seems like a lot of effort. Does seem like a lot of effort. That's like tattoos. Tattoos seem like a lot of effort to me. Oh, they're ton. And I'm always watching you like like when you have a new the, one. Got to rub the lotion on and shit. Yeah, like yeah. you're waxing a surfboard or something like yeah. that. I That's what time, I like to think. One time you got a uh, you got a star on your was it on your wrist or your forearm? Yeah, I got a star on my wrist. And he, I remember we were working on something and he bumped his arm. Yeah, we were at the beauty office. office. Yeah, bumped his arm on the table and you took a hunk out of your arm. I did. Because I guess you had you just recently. It just tattoo. like ripped the tattoo out. I've never seen that before. It sucked. I had to get it redone. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because yeah. it seemed like that spot was just like you were going to have a hole in your arm. Yeah, no, I, when, it, when it healed, I went and got yeah. it re-tattooed. They, it was they, fine. they filled no. it with ink. Yeah, they filled that hole with ink. <laughs> they replaced this chunk of flesh with ink. Put a little spackle on it and paint over it. No big yeah. deal. That looks fine. Yeah, it looks like your arm's all healed to me. Yeah. Any tattoos that you now regret that you wish you hadn't gotten? Nah, nah. There's a lot of tattoos I don't care about and that were dumb. But, you know, that's what being a kid's all about, being dumb, right? <laughs> what about you? You have some tattoos, Gus. Yeah. Anything you regret? Nah, I don't care. What about your Atari Tramp stamp? That's funny. I did it for our old website, remember? I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, I remember I suggested the Atari symbol when you were trying to figure out what to get. Yeah. And you then removed the Atari from the bottom, which I think was a good move. Yeah. And then back then when I got it, Atari really didn't exist as a company, and then Infogrames bought the name and the brand, and they kind of exist again now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird thing when that happens. You know, when I was a kid, I'm going to tell you a weird story. I was at the mall, and I, I was probably 10, and I saw another kid with an Atari shirt on, and I thought, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I went home to my mom, and I said, I want to get an Atari shirt. How do I do that? And she goes, well, I think you'd have to write a letter to the company. And... uh I said, oh, okay. So I wrote a letter to – I found the Atari address, and I wrote a letter asking how to get an Atari shirt. And two months later, I got a shirt in the mail. It was a Wimbledon shirt. Atari sent me a Wimbledon shirt. What? Yeah, it was the weirdest fucking thing. Did they have a game, a Wimbledon game? I don't think so. It was just like a 1984 Wimbledon shirt or maybe 86. The fuck? Was it kid-sized? I don't know if it like went to Atari's parent company, and they're just like – Send out nonsense, but yeah, I got a small, like a small Wimbledon shirt. And did I remember you, thinking, you, I, I didn't know what Wimbledon was, so I had to ask my mom, and I was like, "What is this?" A, and she was did, like, "That's tennis." Did you mistakenly know. send the letter to like the U.S. Tennis Association or something? No, I didn't. I sent it to Atari. I have no idea why they sent me. I, I, I never understood it. 
I wish your mom had trolled you as much as you trolled her in her life and just said, yeah, Wimbledon's a new game coming out. She could have, yeah. <laughs> Sci-fi. If she'd, have, if she'd have been quicker on the uptake. It's a new Atari console. She could have really fucked with me. I, I'm, oh my god, I'm terrible to my daughter about that stuff. Yeah, I do that with my kids too. I don't think I've ever told her the truth about anything. I think a, lot, a whole generation of dads are going to be influenced by Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. And Calvin's dad and that. And I think so. I, I think you see a lot of that on Reddit. I see uh, troll dad stories every now and then. Oh, yeah. About fathers tell, filling their children's heads with misinformation. Sure, why not? They don't know shit. You can... It's stupid. It'll, it'll teach them to question. That's right. Question where they get their information from. Figure shit out on their own. What's the longest held belief that you had that would just turn out to be wrong? Something you thought was... Well, Santa Claus... For most kids, right? Well, geez, spoiler. <laughs> All the kids who listen to the drunk tank. But uh, no, is there anything like you, you believed for way longer than you should have and that you're embarrassed by it? Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm sure we'll come back to it. We'll there's got to be stuff like that. I didn't understand the difference between Washington State and Washington, D.C. for the longest time. You know, it's I was way too old. Yeah, when I figured that out. Like I thought the Seattle Seahawks when I would see them yeah. on TV, I thought they were like over by Philadelphia somewhere for some reason. Yeah, that's the one I just figured it out in my head. They're on the West Coast. The Seahawks, the Eagles. It would make sense that they keep them close to each other. Exactly. They're all in the. Uh, it's like a, it's like a zoo. <laughs> yeah, you keep all the birds over there. You know, keep the. What is a Seahawk? Is that a real bird? A Seahawk. That's a good question. I don't know. Or is that like an ice bat? <laughs> we had an uh, amateur hockey team or a, a semi-pro hockey team in Austin called the Austin Ice Bats. It never made any sense whatsoever. They're gone now, right? There's something else now. Yeah, they're the so. stars. Oh <laughs> yeah, they they got they moved like they were they moved up to like a higher level of shitty hockey league, so they uh, changed names. Yeah, they probably got the fuck out of the Austin market. You know? I went to I went and saw a game uh, with Jack one time. It was yeah? pretty fun. I saw the the finals, the sure. shitty finals. They lost. The nice thing about hockey. At the non-NHL level, is the lower that you go in professional status, the more likely you are to see a massive fight. Man. Yeah, I went sure. and I saw a Houston Arrows game years ago when I used to live in Houston, and that was like their their hockey team. I think they were playing like San Antonio or something. I shit you not, there were thirteen fights in that game, That's and awesome. like you know, all out like people running out there like huge dog piles, people just punching everywhere. It was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> it's like watching a boxing game on ice. <laughs> it's like what's the old saying? I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Yeah, that kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, those guys are hungry for either flesh or success or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get their satisfaction. <laughs> They're all descended from Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 0.5%. They're either going to play hockey or be boxers. Oh, that makes me wonder if Griffin and I are descended from Genghis Khan then, because we wouldn't be adverse to That's eating right. people. Yeah, going back to our old podcast discussion. Yeah, fucking terrible. Did the, did the Mongols eat people? Sure, why not? They're barbarians. <laughs> what? Sure. I don't. Just throw that in, too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Mongolian barbecue is? They can don't also, act so naive. They can also cast spells. I don't know if that made it to Wikipedia. <laughs> Barbarians aren't magic users. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Someone knocking on our door? Uh-oh. Come in. Hey. Howdy. Outside for I'm signing for a UPS package. My last name is Burns. Ooh, I got a whole stack of uh, Amazon out there. Nice. I'll be right back. Some of that might be mine, too. There's some stuff for you in there. Awesome. I think. Uh, probably your RAM. So, no, I got my RAM already. I don't know. You know, last year, uh, Toyota was getting a lot of shit for apparently having, supposedly having electrical problems in their cars. A and lot of shit, dude. The fucking... Stuck accelerators. Our government fine. basically, like, r- tried to run them out of business. Yeah, it's terrible. Find huge amounts of money. 
uh, I guess the the analysis of their systems is finally done, and no faults were found in any of yeah. their cars, yeah. their electrical systems. Was, I started to doubt that whole thing after that uh, incident with the guy in California who totally faked his Prius accelerating. Yeah. Do you remember that news story? Yeah. It was just like just a really bad con job, like he was trying to set up to sue them or something. Well, that was crazy because they, they – they, I mean, as soon as that story came out, you know, Toyota said that doesn't make sense in the Prius if you hit – the brake and the gas at the same time the engine shuts off because if it doesn't shut off it will you know destroy the engine mm-hmm. and of course that all fell apart but i mean I, I don't so do they get their money back from the government since nothing was wrong with their cars they which shouldn't. i can, yeah i mean it's, it's it doesn't make any sense to me that they would pay money for something that wasn't even really a problem yeah you know i i, I never believed much of it anyway because I have accidentally pressed my accelerator. I didn't drive through my garage wall or anything like that. But you feel like a dumbass when you do it. And if I could blame it on the car company after I'd done probably twenty or $30,000 of damage to the side of my house, you know, I mean, yeah. people are going to do that. You right. know, they always want somebody to be somebody else's fault. Well, if, if Toyota wants to reclaim their money, do they go to the government at this point or do they go to GM? Or do they actually go <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, where, where do they sign the check? I think just got transferred. Um, Although I say that there was, do you remember that horrible nine one one call yeah. that came out during all that, where there was a, it was a, like a twenty five well, year. Oh, vet that was really bad. Yeah, of the really California bad. Highway Patrol, and they were in a runaway car going down well, the freeway. Yeah, I guess what, what we should clarify: the, the finding was that there were no faults with the electrical systems in Toyota cars, but there still may have been problems with floor mats getting sticky. stuck on the accelerators or mm-hmm. sticky accelerators. Right. We had a, I had a car one time that had the opposite problem, that it would not stay up at speed like you'd be on the highway driving at 70 miles an hour and just pressing the accelerator and all of a sudden it would just lose speed like you just the drivetrain just stopped working or mm-hmm. something and we would have to just pull over and wait in the side of the road until it just decided to start working again that's awful that was really strange it was just like what kind it of was, car was that would you have to it, wait was, a- it was a saturn which <laughs> i guess went out of business maybe maybe had a few like other how, lo- how long would you have to wait like five minutes or something it was totally random and it would just you know it would be you'd be driving along at 70 miles an hour and then you'd just be pressing the accelerator and suddenly you'd see the needle going down to 50 and 40 and 30 and then you just have to, have to pull over and wait did saturn go out of business well yeah you know they were one of the uh, brains that got shut down with yeah. the oh, I didn't know that. There, thing. there was talks that uh penske was going to buy them but i think that, right. that fell apart yeah and we still have a saturn and when we go to like have a uh, service done on it now like just regular maintenance or whatever, it's really weird. It's really like you're like a second-class citizen and you go to the dealership. They have like signs. It's like all the good cars here and it's like, oh, that other junk that we got rid of. You guys come around the back. So where Don't do let you, anybody see you. Where do you go for service? I've been going to – it's like now a, a Cadillac dealership essentially. But it was it was, a, it was like a GM, you know, just a general GM dealership up on uh, 183. Matt was always the guy who – Bernie, this is where Bernie's going to talk about how I'm very brand loyal. He, I always said he was part of the cult brands. So like, if there was like a brand that wasn't about how good the car was, but just like some other level that they were layering on top of it, like it means you're smarter or brighter than everybody else that you have this brand. And Saturn was one of those. He was a Saturn loyalist. He was also a Mac loyalist. And in the '90s, I thought, wow, this guy is using Macs all the time and driving a Saturn. Both these companies are going to be out of business in the next two years. <laughs> And uh, I was just, I was half right, you know. Saturn went out of business, but and now everybody that I know uses, you know, a Mac. I'm just, waiting, I'm just waiting for Apple to make a car. The, the then I'm done. <laughs> Somebody did a funny post online of if Apple made bottled water. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. They have the largest market cap of any uh, like tech company, right? Apple. Yeah, they're, they're sec- huge. They have the second largest market cap of any company. Period. Only second to Exxon now. That's crazy. You know, What's a market cap? 
uh, market capitalization, how much your company is worth based on the number of, of uh, stocks. Yeah, stock, uh, stock price stock. times the number of stocks. It's yeah. like basically the price tag for the company. If you want to buy the entire company, the total valuation of the company. I saw a, an interesting article the other day that talked about um, profitability by employee right. and how Valve oh, – yeah. you guys saw that one? Valve's worth 2 to $4 billion. And that may, that means with the amount of employees they have that like each employee is worth like eight million dollars or generates, generates eight million dollars in revenue. Yeah. And wow. Apple was something like six million per employee. Yeah, wow. they, I think. And uh, Google was way less. Was it? I don't remember what it was, but apparently they they're the company that makes the most per capita per employee. Does that make sense? Sure. Per employee, I think you just say that. I yeah. like that kind of stat. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Cool. That's a very cool stat because it actually talks about the profitability of a company. Yeah, we're right behind Valve. We're so close. <laughs> yeah, like each one of our employees generates about $8 in revenue. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Literally, I mean, we have to empty our pockets. On the, on <laughs> like, the it's revenue generating day. <laughs> we, 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 put, we put people on the on the, the skyjack and hold them upside down and empty <laughs> their pockets out. All right, time to report Q4. Everybody bring your checkbooks to work. <laughs> but the, the thing about uh, Valve that I like is that there's a private company, so they're not a public company. Like the thing about we talk about the market cap of Apple, it's still based on the price of the stock, which at the end of the day doesn't really have much to do with the company. I mean, yeah. it has a little bit, but it's, it's crazy now because the, the actual market cap for Apple will swing based on how people react to their numbers. And yeah. they'll say, well, we had our most profitable quarter ever. And, and someone, you know, they'll say, well, Wall Street will say, oh, well, we knew you would have the most profitable quarter ever, but it wasn't as profitable as we yeah. hoped it would you be. Didn't, you didn't trick us with extra profitability. Yeah. Where the stock's going to go down. Yeah, and so then the, you can actually see the market cap of the company drop. You know, Or yeah. mm-hmm. they have a massive big run. Like let's say they have the iPad 2 and the iPhone 5 all in the same quarter, and then that quarter's over and everyone then starts to sell because they say, oh, well, the, you know, the good quarter's behind us. Even though they've been the most profitable of all time, they're actually worth less at the end of that quarter. Yeah, They're, be- they're, they're always concerned with growth. Like you're doing great now. What are you gonna do in the future? Yeah, but even like it's, it's, it's yeah, it's like I'm future just, growth. It's not even like previous growth. Like the growth you're going on through right now. It's like, well, what do you got six months right, from now? Yeah. I'm just imagining Joel listening to this podcast later and going, "No, guys, you got it all wrong." Let me, <laughs> let me explain everything because no, Joel's I, like the guy who spends more time here than anybody else. Yeah, looking at the stock market and analyzing the financial industry and all that. I'm not listening to Joel anymore. Nope. I had a conversation with Joel the other day where. No, he had a momentary weakness where he, I guess he had a loss that day or so. Who knows what happened? But he was like, sell everything and buy gold. Move moved to the Montana. I had that conversation with him too. After a year or after two years of recession and Joel going, listen, historically it's all going to be okay. Just keep pumping money into the stock market. It's going to be fine. I'm telling you. You're gonna, it's going gonna, gonna to work out well for you. Hist- I, I, all you ever hear from Joel, Joel Hutt started every conversation over the last two years with historically. historically. You know, you know, <laughs> and then he had that one day and he goes, no, the stock market's gone to hell. It's going to crash and burn. Nothing's going to be worth anything. You know Just and then the next day he was back to his old way of, oh, yeah, everything's fine. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you, know. you know what makes me not trust the stock market? It's such, like it's such a weird thing. It almost seems like a shell game in so many ways. Seems it's like, like a shell game. yeah. I mean, like the New York Stock Exchange, right? Yeah, where all these stocks are traded that we're talking about for yes. the most part. You know, not talking about Nasdaq and the Tokyo, what is the Nikkei index and all yeah, that Nikkei, stuff. Yeah. Uh, the New York Stock Exchange itself is a publicly traded company. Yes. What would happen if they the just investors decided to devalue that stock? Would the stock market itself go away and then all the other stocks that are on the stock market? What would happen to them? They'd move to another stock market. It's just, it's, it's just bizarre. They, uh, yeah, they just merged with uh, um, a stock exchange in Germany. That's right. And yeah. that's why uh, investors didn't like it and they went down like 3%. Right. right. Yeah. 
if you're just tuning into this podcast, <laughs> you may have found it in the games and hobby section, but I just want to say we have general misconceptions about all categories of life. Yeah, <laughs> it's all we can be we can be incorrect about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I think stock market qualifies as games and hobbies. Hey, speaking we, of uh, we're, we're on the internet, so obviously we're experts. We had to go into the games and hobbies category because there's no dirt dirt dirt. There were the least amount of NPR uh, podcasts in the games and hobbies section to beat, to beat us every week. What is the fucking deal with that? What is the, what is the deal with that? Because now we're like top rated in the games and hobbies now, section. Now? I hope the government fucking cuts funding for NPR. Oh, they're, they're talking about kill, it, too. Kill those podcasts. Well, I feel like I'm paying taxes to have somebody compete I, I, with me. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so these taxes, right, Matt? I mean, you're a socialist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I am. How does, this, how does this work? How does NPR get your money? Well, through uh, they only get a very small portion from the government. Actually, they, they, they do those uh, fun drives. The, the rest here. of it comes from listeners like you. That's right, and uh, right. listener-supported radio. I think we find out where all the Girl Scout cookie money is going. <laughs> and uh, the they always have those bumpers too. The Something Duke Foundation, the MacArthur Foundation, mm-hmm. the MacArthur Foundation. Yeah, the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yep. Yeah, they're, be- they're beggars. Like they're, they're like the dude with the sign. Except I, somebody should look this up and see if I'm wrong. But I think it's like 95 percent private donations. They take they take ninety five percent of stuff from private donations or from charitable foundations. I as think well. so. Fucking sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, speaking of those drives, Gus, spring drive starts. I think next week. So oh. that's a week not to listen to NPR. Well, I, I listen, so I listen are you to it choking to death radio. over six months? What is going on with you? I don't know what's going on. You just like one slow choke to death. For, I know for Jeff. it's the worst. I had to leave the room to clear my throat. And Did you really? Yeah. Did it work? No. I, I don't know what's going on with my with my head. You know, I feel bad because you're actually going to be out of the podcast for. A, a while. while. Oh, you're, yeah. When he's, you're, he's busy with other stuff for a while. Roost teeth. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to be out of the podcast for a while. Yeah, I just got a lot of stuff coming up. I'll probably miss f- four or five out of the next six or seven podcasts, which isn't a reason to stop listening, everybody. You can still listen to Gus and Bernie and those guys. They're also interesting. Yeah, please listen and tell us why we're not <laughs> as good without Jeff. I look forward to that. We'll have Joel sit in and uh, we'll, we'll reclassify the podcast in the financial category. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll try to sneak in from here and there. But I definitely won't be able to attend next week's podcast. Is there anything that you would like to say now? Do uh, you have any predictions for the next week? If you, you should just read through a list of predictions, and if any of them come I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to predict that the iPod Nano will get, or the iPhone Nano will be announced. How about this? Let's oh, just, shit. Let's, and it'll be a sub $200 no contract phone. How about Oscar predictions? Uh, King's Speech wins best film. I haven't even seen it. Okay, I saw King's Speech last night. Oh, did you? I did. And I thought it was <laughs> I, I thought it was a good movie. I'm just I'm so screwed up now from shooting Red vs. Blue for nine years or going into nine years. Mm-hmm. Is that when we shoot Red vs. Blue, we basically have eight characters that all look the exact same. They're just different colors, and some of them are really only slightly different colors. Sure. And so it can be hard. And there's no mouths moving or anything like that. So I've always shot it in a way that you can tell who's speaking just by where they are in the frame and who they're talking to based on the composition. What is the friggin' deal with uh, the King's Speech and the composition of the shots in that? I mean, they have like 50% headroom on some of the shots, and everyone's on the left side of the frame while they're talking. Matt, what is the point of that? I liked it. I thought they were trying to close off the space intentionally to make the characters seem like they were having a hard time communicating. Like really? it, it, it conveyed it visually to me. Yeah, but then, but then they, they applied it later. Like, I get what you're saying. And then when they go to the end and some things are progressing in the story, they, they become more full frame to the point where yeah. like they are, their whole head is like cut off by the frame and they're, you know, there's, a, there's a greater sense of grandeur. It had a grandeur. lot of very unusual framing for sure, yeah. Yeah, but then they frame that brother that same way towards the end, which 
it doesn't, you know, it, I don't know what, it, what they were going for there because he's not having trouble communicating or anything like that. I, I get that they kind of well, changed isn't places. Wasn't what it, about the subject? Wasn't his brother a Nazi sympathizer? Uh, no, well, I think the, uh, historically I just don't think they knew what Hitler was like okay. until kind of he started marching across all of Europe. Yeah. Like they thought of him as – I think the, at least the way it's presented in the film, they, they refer to Herr Hitler quite a bit. And they – it's just like another diplomatic guy who's like, oh, he'll take care of that. He'll take care of Eastern Europe. That's what he does. How uh, how did you see it? Is it on DVD already or – No, I saw it at the theater across the street. Oh, OK. In an empty theater. It was just me and my wife. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were playing that here at the South Park Meadows? Yeah, South Park Meadows right across the street Interesting. from us. Hmm. Hey. I thought, I thought it was good. I, there's so many movies now nominated for Best Picture. It's like really just an effort. To see all of them. I'm just it's like fucking ridiculous. I just can't go see all those movies. Two ten movies is too many for me. By the way, I just want to say this. You're all guys, right? Yeah. Okay. You're out on your date with your wife. It's our we couldn't go out on Valentine's Day, so we went the day after Valentine's That's, Day. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we walk into a movie theater, there's no one in the movie theater but us. A little bell goes off in my head, hey, this is pretty awesome. Hand jobs. My wife says, Hey, this is pretty awesome. And I'm like, Yeah. And she goes, We can put our feet up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's a mental disconnect between me and my wife, I think, of what an empty movie theater means on Valentine's. That's not code or anything, right? Like, put, just you just put her feet up. You know, one time it's when I was bad, in uh, that is a sexy movie. Yeah. <laughs> Kings. Hey, baby, when, when you do that, can you stutter? <laughs> when, uh, when I was in high school, I saw. <laughs> when, when I was in high school, I saw uh, Firewalk with Me at the Dollar Theater. The Twin Peaks movie, and uh, I was the only person in the theater. And about fifteen minutes in, some guy came and sat three, like three seats next to me, and uh, I was just watching the movie. And there was uh, like a nude scene at one point in the One Eyed Jack's bar, and I looked over, and the dude was just jacking off like crazy right next to me. <laughs> I had to leave. I was like sixteen, scared the shit out of me. Wow, really? Yeah, he was going to town. So I don't know. I was all like, "Why do you have to sit this fucking we, two hundred seats we, in this place?" We formally met ten years later. <laughs> yeah, and fell in love. <laughs> he was wearing a, a gray blazer and a red bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paul Rubens is uh, going to be in town for South by Southwest. Oh, is he? Apparently, that whole thing about this Pee Wee Herman uh, was caught in an adult theater in a compromising position, and he swears to this day that it was a complete misunderstanding that those cops just really fucked him over. Yeah, I heard him talking about that recently and about how... Uh, Wouldn't you say that too? Yeah, I would. I would. Just like the reporter who got, went and got checked out for a stroke, I would do the exact <laughs> same thing. <laughs> we haven't talked about that <laughs> yet. Hey, bro. Hey, 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 it's not funny. She had a stroke. It's like, no, she didn't have a stroke. She went to the doctor under suspicion that she had a stroke and then went home that night. They don't let you walk out with a stroke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she had a seizure or something, though. She may have died from embarrassment. Oh, my God. We're waiting for the autopsy. You know, I wanted to try an experiment because there's a thing that can happen. I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with it before, where if you're listening to yourself in a monitor or an earpiece and you get out of sync with that, if that thing ends up like, uh, you know, half a second delayed or a second delayed and you're hearing your own echo, it can really kill your ability to talk, which is something it that – It's really confusing. Yeah, it can happen. But uh, this reporter that we're talking about, if you haven't seen it, was she was reporting on the Grammys, and she just, within half a sentence, loses her ability to speak. It's called aphasia, I believe, right, Gus? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a common symptom of a stroke is if you have a stroke in a speech center in your brain, suddenly you can't make any sense whatsoever. Well, it's not that she couldn't speak. She couldn't make words. She was making noise. 
And I, she may have been communicating in a language that's been dead to us for thousands of years. Might have been Esperanto. <laughs> but no, but she was she was talking. She was saying words. They just didn't make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was something. It was it was like nonsense. It was like something out of a. I don't know, a horror movie is just like some demon possessed her. I, and I noticed nobody's making any jokes. Because if we make any jokes about this, we're going to get a lot of hate mail. I just want to point out something, though. Okay. What she said, what she did was funny. She made funny sounds with her mouth. Yes, she did. She did that. That was, I mean, in that moment, that was funny, and a lot of people found it funny. Then she thought, oh, she had a stroke. This is totally inappropriate. But it seems weird to me that we, it's okay to make fun of somebody for just fucking up. And essentially just being stupid and being a dumb person their whole life. Like, I'm crippled through life because I'm dumb. Right. That's okay to make fun of. But if they have, like, a momentary physical malady – am I saying that right, Matt? Malady. Malady, thank you. Uh, then then it's then all bets are off and you can't it's, you can't poke fun at it, I guess. That's unfair. So what a, what a killer. And now we'll move on to something else, I guess. <laughs> but I did actually find uh, – you could post this in the link dump. I could find an instance where that had happened before. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a so news a reporter. <laughs> There's a newscaster who was had the. I mean, literally almost the exact same thing. She's reporting on like election results in Pennsylvania and Ohio, and she gets to the word Ohio, and then pop, she can't talk anymore, and really? she goes on for like a sentence and a half. And apparently, she had a history of seizures where she had like this little tremor in her brain, essentially, and it just killed her ability to speak for thirty right. forty seconds. Yeah, you gotta, hey, you gotta send uh, that to me. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cause some link dump dump damage to Gus here. What's the funniest news reporter? Uh, clip you've ever seen uh i think it's the the the, the old dude arguing with the the anchor when he's doing the on the spot interview <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one that they made like 17 that's, snl yeah, skits after yeah. yeah i like the russian lady mm-hmm. who in, passes out in the middle of her uh her spiel and then the set falls on her <laughs> that's a good one and then the guy looks over at her and just keeps reporting <laughs> I, I found that video it took me forever to find that video after this thing with this woman at the grand oh really because you and i saw that back in like Long time ago, two thousand and one or something. Yeah, like that. that's old back when we used to watch stuff on hardcore TV yeah. on uh, IGN's forums. You know where I found the video? Where E bombs world? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that was the only place that I could find it. You, you got to get in a time machine on the internet to see old videos. God. No, I went to E bombs world and I had to go take a shower, like a forty minute uh, shower. <laughs> Another good news one is the the woman stomping the grapes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, she that's like so great. Oh, 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 oh. See, that's a good example. That woman is hurt. It's clear. It's, you know in the video when you're watching. You know she's hurt. She can't breathe. She's got her wind knocked out of her. You know? That's, I guess that's okay to laugh at. Hell yeah, it is because she's a cheater. <laughs> she yeah, cheating. A fucking cheater. Here, look that's up on you YouTube. Get. Look up uh, newscaster seizure. Oh, man. I'm only going to find this this woman from the Grammys. No, you'll find the, you'll find this one woman. Um, her name is, like, I think Sarah Clarkson, I want to say. She's in Wisconsin. Is there any way you can play that audio over this? Yeah, if I find it. Should be the top link if you look up newscaster seizure. Newscaster, one word or two words? Uh, one word. All right, newscaster seizure. Spanish newscaster? Like spellcaster. But with news. Um, newscaster seizure. Look up reporter seizure. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Jeff, talk amongst yourself. So, what are you working on this week, Matt? This one. Just my coffee intake. I noticed that you guys are filming like at now we're like perennially perennially filming like he, he's, got, he's got the audio. Yeah. Guys, he's got the audio here. The latest state including Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Ohio, and Wyoming to join Florida suit. The states claiming the exorcist saw Antisracho and play spring risk by health urgent. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying. We, you, I mean. It, the brain is a crazy, crazy thing. What, what is the uh, what is the hardest you've ever laughed at something you've actually found out hurt somebody pretty badly later? 
I la- oh, I got man. to admit I laughed pretty hard at that Grammy thing because I thought it was just a very pretty woman. It seems like she up. just got super nervous all of a sudden. Right, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of problem with her, which is totally relatable. Uh, yeah, maybe the 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 lady in the squashing the grapes again. When uh, when Jack got robbed a second time, I very <laughs> quietly laughed for about the four days. He was so mad. Yeah, it was. Well, now you've been robbed twice too. Yeah, the jokes on me. Yeah, so it comes around to I, karma. I also laughed at that. <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> I can't believe all my stuff's gone. <laughs> Yay. <sighs> there, yeah. Who do you think will be robbed again? You or Jack first? <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you feel like a competition? I, well, I, I, I feel pretty safe. I put, I've taken steps to ensure. I got a moat. I got flamethrowers. He put a shotgun behind his front door tied to fishing lines. So if yeah. you open the door. That is so weird you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> is that, what is that? Do we pick that up somewhere? I don't know. That's the first thing I would do. I got the this world's like scariest a, fucking dog. It seems like a Looney Tunes thing. Duct tape a shotgun to a chair yeah. and then tie it to the door handle. I don't even know how it would work, but it'd be awesome. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that I really pissed off one of my buddies in uh, college? We, we lived together. It was like we lived in a big house, and I was in a fraternity. And uh, one of the guys in the fraternity was uh, a Jewish guy. And he would just, you know, you just rib each other. You give each other shit sure. in, uh, uh, you know, in college about stuff. And just going to sound like it's my excuse of making fun of Jewish people, but that's not what it is at all. He went off to a final because he had been studying for this final all night. And so I went in, and I went down to Longhorn Copies on the drag, and I got their – Basically, their empty waste sack from their industrial hole puncher. So I got about three trash bags full of white hole punches, the little dots. Okay. And I put those in mounds all over his room, and I went through the house, and I got everyone's fans, everyone's just, you know, room fans that they had because this was an unair-conditioned fraternity house. And I put all the fans pointing at the little mounds of industrial hole punches everywhere and then i strung up christmas lights all over and then i had a somebody had a record player and so i had a record player plugged in as well with a little mini christmas tree on it all plugged into one power strip and then i had the power strip turned on but unplugged and then i spliced a switch into an extension cord plugged into that and connected that to his door and i also had a tape player which was on play queued up to Santa Claus is coming to town to the moment where it says, you know, you better not pout. You better not cry. And then they said – I was upstairs when it happened. They said he opened his door. All these like – you know, came on. All this white shit blows out of his room onto him and it, the, the tape came on like, you better not pout. You better not cry. He went fucking ballistic. <laughs> he, went, he went crazy. He went really crazy and he, uh, he took a knife and like cut all – Cut all the power cords to everybody's fans. That's how mad he was about That's it. funny. It was like one of the greatest pranks of all time, which I, I think is like a, a compliment if you go out of your way to prank somebody like that. He did not see it that way. I used to see it that way. I used to do this thing to my roommates when I was in the Army where uh, you know those uh, those little boxes you could get? You could probably still buy them that have like a loop on it and you pull the loop out and it's like a little pin and then it makes the loudest noise ever. It's for like women who in case they get oh, right. somebody's going to try and rape them. Yeah. They pull it and then like half of the planet comes to save you. Uh, I used to take those and tape it to the top of their door. Oh my god! And put the pin on a hook, and so when they'd open the door, it'd pop the pin out. The pin would go flying in the room somewhere, and it'd be dark. It'd be two in the morning, and the noise is deafening, and you can't be in the room with it. And the batteries will last forever. And so you have like my roommates would always have their like ro- rolling around on the ground with their hands covering their ears, like trying to find the fucking pin or anything that they can put in that. 
So if anybody wants to try that, it's smash them and get the battery out of it. Works great. You, right, yeah. you are you are an evil bad person. <laughs> I used to do it about three times a week. <laughs> oh my god! Once you get, get something that never gets old. Yeah, no, it never gets old. I remember we had that achievement uh, race that I put those things in your house. Oh, the yeah, that would chirp every five minutes. They'd make like a the random, chirpers, yeah. random beeping noise. Mm-hmm. My wife cannot hear one of those chirps. Like really? I know it's cycled through uh, a few different kinds, and there's one of them that she cannot hear. Like it's super annoying to me. And she's like, "What?" Is it on? That's like the uh, <laughs> the thing that they use to keep teenagers away. Right. You know? Called the mosquito. Yeah. yeah. It was like adults can't hear that noise that it makes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 It's at the frequency before your ears get jaded. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's when you're the most jaded. Yeah. It's like your ears are like, I, I can't listen to that. I have a mortgage to pay. <laughs> <laughs> but only kids can hear it so they play it outside of convenience stores yeah. or wherever kids hang out, teenagers hang out. Getting, a, getting back to the uh, break-in stuff. I really feel bad for the person that tries to break into my house now, though. In about a year, when my dog is fully grown, it's going to destroy somebody. Yeah? I got this special dog. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. I got a Neapolitan Mastiff. Yeah, we've talked about it's it. It's a war dog. And they don't bark. If they sense somebody breaking in, they sneak up on you. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, it's bred into them. They were like Napoleon used them in battle. And uh, they won't they won't make any noise at all. They're very quiet, and they'll come up and they'll attack you from behind. And the dog is all head. She's about 160 pounds. I'm disappointed that the name comes from Napoleon because I was really hoping it was like chocolate, vanilla, strawberry color. Oh yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> used to do this thing. They'll do that eventually. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't worry. But we'll get her tattooed. They uh, they also used to do this thing where they would stick spikes on the back of the dog and train them to run under horses and then eviscerate the horses. That's wow. What they, that's what they did in battle. That's pretty fucking gruesome. Tough I feel dog. like I should record you saying all this, so when you say to me at some point in the future, how come you're not coming over to our house for parties? <laughs> I'll say, because you have a fucking 300-pound dog that sneaks up on you. Just yeah. don't ride a horse. And it eviscerates you. Yeah. See, I would picture you as having like a St. Bernard that, that has the... I, I had a St. Bernard. It was the best dog ever. Oh, that's right. That's I just right. I, I would like another St. Bernard, but I was afraid that like no other St. Bernard will live up to my previous dog, Jupiter, and I would just be comparing them. To Jupiter all the time wouldn't be fair to the dog. What's wrong with you? Really? Uh, There's a lot. No, I, I can see that. R- really? I yeah. really like that. That's dog. mental, dude. That's absolutely mental. You're saying if your dog died, you wouldn't buy another version I, of whatever that I, shitty dog I'm you have. I'm never has? buying another Shih Tzu because I have the ultimate Shih Tzu already. Yeah, I mean, you know what? What are you just going to be like? Oh, my golden died. I'll just replace it with another golden. Yeah, like They're, no, oh, this one's this one's not as good as the other one was. God, married life has changed Gus so much. Yeah, he no. owns a little dog that you have to groom. The dog is awesome though. And comb. What the hell happened? <laughs> you know what I, I I do not have to groom and comb that dog. Someone grooms and combs that dog, but it sure as hell isn't me. Yeah, you're just at work all day. <laughs> <laughs> While she's at home grooming and combing the dog. No, you know how I knew what was the moment when Gus was transitioning from angry single Gus to angry married Gus? What was that moment for you? Because I have a very, very I, I can't. clear moment in my head. Man, I, can't I, can't wait to, I can't wait to hear this. Okay, we were in the Buda office. Because you had met your wife, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you were engaged at the time, but you were you were going to be married. Uh huh. And Gus shows up at work one day. Oh right, and he <laughs> I has, was married. He has a little Tupperware container <laughs> that I didn't even know existed. It's like the size of it's a tiny like thimble Tupperware size, and he opens it up and he's eating gummy bears out of it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? He goes, Oh my wife, and he like shows me he's got a few of them. My wife wants to make sure I have snacks at work, so she packs me these snacks. <laughs> Holy shit! Organized Tupperware thing. How did I miss that? You were sat right next to me. I, I gave you some. Yeah, you ate some out of there. Man, I must have blocked it uh, for our friendship's sake. <laughs> you loved Man. it. Shut the fuck up. I have no memory of that at all. It was like a fourth of a cup size little Tupperware thing. 
It was you awesome. take the Tupperware home with you so that she could refill it with snacks. Yeah, you, you weren't complaining when you were eating gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> I eat gummy bears with a handful. I can't. I don't have time to mess with the little Tupperware <laughs> container. I, mean, I think one of the only memories I have of the Buda office is I was trying to eat healthy back then at one point, and I went to Whole Foods and I bought like an $18 little container. It was a, a big container of trail mix mm-hmm. because I thought I could snack on that and be healthy. And I bought it. I had like a handful, stuck it in my desk. Went home for the day, came back to work the next day, and uh, went in to get some, and the container was gone. And then uh, so I started looking around the office for it, and they, I found it empty on Bernie's desk. <laughs> he ate like 14 pounds of trail mix in one evening. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a very long trail that evening. <laughs> it's like and the next day. <laughs> it must have been like 6,000 calories oh, of trail God. mix. I don't know how you did it. You it's ate, easy. You ate a, like a couple boxes of Fig Newtons once. I remember that. I have stick <laughs> I have four. I, I, I've also heard, but not seen Bernie fall asleep while eating a package of gummy bears, which is pretty. It was a pretty neat trick. Yeah, when we were we were in Seattle and staying. <laughs> we didn't have a hotel room for some. We couldn't get enough hotel rooms. They were all booked up for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was me, Joel, and Bernie had to sleep in the same room. And Joel was like, "We gotta get back, get, get back to the hotel." I'm like, "What's the hurry?" He's like, "I got, I got to fall asleep before Bernie does." Really bad if Bernie falls asleep first. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like, like, I just gotta, I just gotta get back there. I gotta get back there right now. So we get, <laughs> we get back to the hotel, and it's like all three of us at the same time, of course. And then Bernie starts, you know, going through the mini bar, finding where we can get this huge package of gummy bears. That was probably like sixty dollars, knowing the mini bar <laughs> prices. And we, you know, turn the lights. Everybody's going to sleep, and I can hear Joel sighing. From bed, like, <laughs> like he's so angry that, that he knows he's not going to get to sleep, and Bernie's going to be snoring and keep him up for the next like four hours. And he's just mm, mm, over there like that, and, and then Bernie is eating gummy bears. You can hear the crinkling of the package. It's just like crinkling, 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 crinkling. It goes straight from crinkling to snoring without missing a beat. It's like I don't know. How you did it? It's, oh it's like God. an episode of Always Sunny. And so basically, I was—I think I was up the latest because I was just laughing at, <laughs> at the snoring, and then it would be, a, and then you'd hear Joel go. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a superpower though, which is I can fall asleep anywhere. Like when I was falling asleep there, I was sleeping on the floor in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Like I will sleep anywhere; it doesn't matter if if we're in a situation like that. I'll say, just give me a pillow. I'll sleep on the floor. I could care less. Yeah. Last time Gavin was here, didn't you all? Didn't you test that? That's he, right. Yeah. He I, would uh, randomly come up to you and ask you. To fall asleep somewhere and you'd fall asleep like in the recording closet at the office yeah he did he said go to sleep like i he didn't believe me and so we were working on season seven of reverse yeah. blue and it was one o'clock i think on a tuesday and he said go to sleep right now go to, i'll work on the scene go to sleep right now he issued the challenge i was asleep within four and a half minutes it's wow. one of those things where i'd say like we should test this with like time-lapse photography to see how long it takes you but it's like you don't even need that i mean it's just like you, nope. pr- you press record on the video camera and it's like yeah, it'd be a, he'd be asleep before you got it set up. Yeah. I go sleep right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm that close well, let me, to let me get you some gummy bears, and then you go ahead. News. <laughs> yeah, I think my wife has trouble falling asleep, and I've never, I've never had that issue of having trouble falling asleep. I don't understand the process. You put your head in a pillow, you close your eyes, you're asleep in 45 seconds. That's the way it works to me. Yeah, I, I can also fall asleep pretty easily. I, when I was younger, I had trouble falling asleep, but I love it. It's the best thing in the world. You, I, I feel like you can just – when I fall asleep, I don't know how it works for you. I feel like I just turn my brain off. I just stop thinking. Yeah. It's like that's it. Time to go to sleep. Huh. Close eyes, fall asleep. Hmm. Every now and then I might Not have, you, Jeff? Fuck no, dude. Every now and then I might have insomnia or like 
Nobody I will had, sleep for a day or two, but I no had daily insomnia from 18, from the day I joined the army until pretty much the day I got divorced. And uh, I just assumed that I was a person with insomnia. But uh, as soon as I, my, my first wife and I got separated, I started sleeping like a baby and I've never had a problem. You since. know what? Hmm. Turns if, out. If I was in the army playing pranks on people with those rape whistle alarm things, I would be a very light sleeper too and try yeah, to avoid sleep that's as a much good point. as possible. There was a, we did a lot of bad stuff to each other in the army. That's probably why I had trouble early on because you didn't want to go to sleep. Mm-mm. You didn't want to be in the, like any of the first like 20 people. How many people are like – you're like in a huge bunk room or something, mm-hmm. right? How many people are in there? 60. God damn, dude. The first person that goes to sleep, the next day, they wake up with a Polaroid picture of somebody's dick in their mouth the next day. <laughs> Which used to happen so often. You'd be like... Well, what do they do now without just, Polaroid cameras? Like, do they... Is it all, like, digital I, cameras? Used to, like, they just... I don't know. Just a printout. It's like, they, they put it on your Facebook page? Is that, <laughs> is that the main reason they're changing the don't ask, don't tell policy? Uh, it might it's be, It's like, dude. we need to have more dick and mouth friends. You'd be <laughs> like... That with the complete abandonment. <laughs> we don't want anybody to get... You'd be waking up in the morning, like, you know, putting your socks on or whatever, and you'd just hear somebody go, Motherfucker! God damn it! Not again! And some dude would be just, like, standing there with a, looking at a picture of a dick in his mouth. Good <laughs> <laughs> lord. Oh man! Oh God. man! It used to happen constantly. You know, I I earlier said that I was in a fraternity in college, and I was. I never dealt with anything like that. I never dealt with any hazing, any weird stuff like that. Nothing like your stories from the army of stuff you had to deal with. You know, just random of- anti-Semitic pranks that we <laughs> play, play <laughs> each other from time to time. And when I was in high school, I was in theater, which is a weird thing to go from the theater group in high school to, to in a fraternity in college. But uh. The hazing in that group was way worse, way, way worse. In the worse. theater group? Yeah, we had um, the Thespian Society. And uh, when the pledges would come in, I mean, those the they were brutal. I mean, these are freshmen in high school, and it was the end of the year, and they were just – they were fucking brutal to them. But now, just because maybe you didn't get hazed that much in uh, in your frat, but I know there were some other guys in there that were hazing each other pretty badly. Like there was – I think one of, one of your guys, his main prank that he pulled on people was just to piss in their bed while they were gone. Right? We would fuck with people. Oh I mean, God. there's no question. You, you, I mean, you just you play pranks or screw with people. Absolutely. The best thing you do is play a prank on somebody uh, and, then, <laughs> and then blame it on somebody else and they get the retaliation going in the wrong direction. That was the best. We had a beach party where we filled the whole first floor with sand and then the, the – the, here's the thing. The pledges set up the parties and cleaned up the parties but as – a guy, I could see this. This is a good value because I'll set up a party. It was a blast. I got to know everybody, and then I never had to set up or clean it from another party for three and a half years after that, or in my case, six and a half years after that. Not a single party. So that makes sense to me. So the, in that sense, it was hazing where the pledges had to do all the work. We had to clean the house, and we had to set up and, and break down the parties. But that's just like, to me an investment, and that was no big deal. But the pledges were cleaning up, and I was talking with the pledges and drinking while they're shoveling sand out from the beach party. And I said, let me see one of your shovels. I filled one of my buddy's rooms up with sand. The guy, he's a doctor now. I filled his room like two inches deep in sand. And he came in and he goes, what the fuck? I go, I told the pledges not to do it, but they – because he was the president. <laughs> he was the president. I said, I, I told him not to do it. And we had one pledge who lived in the house. He filled the guy's car with sand. And it was like this endless battle. And he was so pissed. And I, I, I almost stayed out of it, almost got away scot-free. But it finally came out that I was the guy who filled his uh, – you know, like the cruelest thing I've ever done in terms of pranking with, and probably what got me into filmmaking actually was in high school. There was this kid that we hung out with that had a stuffed animal that he still slept with and he was kind of like – he wasn't even really defensive about it. It was just kind of like his thing that he he had a stuffed animal and uh, it was a whale. He called it Whaley and we, we took it one time and got a video cam- camera like we borrowed a video camera from somebody and went around town just doing horrible, obscene things to this. 
like went to a truck stop and like dipped in the toilet. We took it to a McDonald's. I don't know how we got away with this. We took it to a McDonald's and had it like fried on the hamburger fryer. Wow. And, I mean like Ho- all kinds hopefully of – Hopefully that was before the toilet. I don't think it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. And, and we videotaped the whole thing and then left – then like returned the stuffed animal, you know, after like running it through the dryer or whatever. Returned the stuffed animal and the videotape and just left it for him and I don't think we ever – he ever spoke to us again. Oh, my God. I did something. But I really enjoyed the filmmaking experience. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, That's how you got the bug? I, I could do this great. Career. I did this thing to a roommate I had once in the Army who I fucking hated with a passion. And so he was getting restationed. At a, he was moving on. And so the night before he left, he you have to set out your duffel bags and stuff. <clears throat> And then he w- went to bed, and he had like he had to get up at like four in the morning to catch a plane. And so I waited till he went to sleep, and I very quietly unpacked half of his duffel bag, and then I pissed in it, <laughs> and then I repacked it up for him, and relocked it. And uh, I never talked to him again. I have no. I, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna come on, hunt you down. Yeah, his name was Dave. I fucking, <laughs> I fucking hated him. He was such a little cocksucker. Wow, so that was a mean. That was even a prank. You were just fucking with a guy. Yeah, no, I just, I just, yeah, just fucking with him. I've actually given up on some of my pranking stuff. I used to be much more. I know, sir. The, the brand really and, the, and the 2.0 crowd—they're big into pranking. They use that Gus thing, the Gus cutout that we have, yeah. and they're constantly setting that up to scare people. Matt would, <laughs> Matt would fucking prank me when he'd rewire my setup every twenty minutes <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Every but, time we had an interview, I'd go to show. You know, it was like MTV News came to see how we shoot Machinima. Just trying to keep you on your toes, God, baby. that was the worst. Like, that dude, what was that guy's name? Sway. Sway. And be like, I'm really sorry, Sway. It usually works. Give us just an hour to figure out. <laughs> you're yeah, troubleshooting our setup. Every, I tra- swear we made a video yesterday. God. Do you guys remember the awful conversation that Sway got in with the uh, coffee shop worker down below? Oh, my God. Do you remember that? The were, lady was you, trying to yeah, – I was like, there. It was the like – I don't know if you guys remember Sway, but he's like – uh, he's a black guy with like kind of like dreadlocks, big head, and he had big head, and he had a what do you call like the like Rastafari kind of hat that's yeah. like you know, and uh, we're in small town Buda, you know, and this the she's very nice, but the the white lady who was behind the counter at the coffee shop was trying to make conversation yeah. with him on his level, and it's like he's kind of like a you know kind of cool hip dude from New York, and it's like it was just like was not happening, and she just kept pulling out stuff like. I, I like your hat. It's very colorful. You people have the nicest hats. Yeah, you're very colorful. I don't mean that like you're a colored person, but you're oh colorful. Oh, God. I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? And I love the hair. How do you do that? You know, I mean, it's like really just – it just got worse and worse. I, I imagine that there's really no more embarrassing, offensive situation than when you're a minority – with a white person trying to show you how they're not racist. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, I actually apologize to him outside. He told another story. No, it was either him or no, it Caduce. Was, it was Caduce. A, it was was it Caduce? No, yeah. it was Sway. Was Sway. It? Uh, um, God, did they come twice? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, the Caduce guy was funny. I wonder what he. I should look him up and see what he's doing now. Uh, but he after he got the coffee and was like had to have this horrible conversation with this woman who was trying to show him how enlightened she was. Yeah, and it basically embarrassing the shit out of him, and he just shook his head and took his coffee. Our office. In Buda was really just an apartment mm-hmm. that was over some retail shops, and there were three other apartments there that looked just like ours. So he just went to walk back up to our office, <laughs> then walked in the wrong door that looked just like ours, and walked straight into someone's apartment. And he said he walked in, and there's this white lady in her kitchen looking back in his eye. He said she was fully clothed, but she covered her breasts and her vag, and goes. <laughs> 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 he walked in on her in the shower. 
He like <laughs> she covers herself up, and he's like, "Oh no, no!" no. And he walked out. He's like, "Man, I gotta get out of this town." <laughs> oh. oh, that's awesome. Do you remember that dude? <laughs> Poor guy. That, uh, that poor guy, dude. That poor guy. He might never go back to Texas. His whole oh life my now. god! Do you remember that dude? That dude Caduce. He, you were saying he was a funny guy. The thing that was interesting about him, we were talking to him, and he was about to leave MTV. This was one of the last gigs he was doing. Yeah. Uh, before he left as a VJ, and we were asking him why he was going to leave, and what because he turned twenty five. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I had he, forgotten about. He that. was he, like, "Yeah, man, I'm 25. I gotta go." He was at the end of his contract. Yeah, and it was just like it was like a was Logan's like, Run old. thing. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, just yeah. you know, gotta get out." And we were like, "How the fuck does that uh, movie review guy still get to be on the show if you have to be if you have to leave when you're 25?" Who, Kurt Loder. And he was like talking about not Kurt Loder, the other dude, Chris Connolly. Is that his Both name? of them are old guys. There's a bunch yeah. of there was several old guys. And on he there. was talking about how that was the like unhappiest dude on the planet. <laughs> this is all hearsay, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, this maybe, is all going to be cut. Maybe not. Yeah. But uh, it was I allegedly. I definitely I, from from him. I definitely got a Logan's Run feeling from yeah. MTV. That yeah. once you hit a certain age at MTV, it's just accepted that you know your gem and your palm turns clear and get the fuck out. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We're going to grind you up into a blood paste for Kurt Loder to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and that's the circle of life at MTV. Well, before we go too long, we should, we should uh, start thinking about wrapping things up. I know we can never wrap things up when I say that. Uh, we should. Well, now I want to wrap it up just because uh, you said we have to talk, with, talk about more stuff. But uh, one thing that I do want to mention before we wrap up is we wanted to, to talk about uh, something we're doing in May. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we're ready to talk about it. Yeah, yeah we are. We uh, we you know we've done a lot of community events like RBTO and Can West for the past few years. In Philly and, and South Carolina, yeah, all, a million of them. All those guys, and uh, we thought that it was time for us to start one. So uh, this May, uh, what what holiday is that? Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend, which is, I believe May twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and 29th, we're going to have a, a community of fan event here in uh, in Austin. Yep, it's going to be... It's going to be a small event. What are you going to call it? Rooster Texas? RTX? Something like that. Gus, R- you, you, and, well, you and Griffin have been working on this behind the scenes for almost a year now, right? Uh, couple, Not that long. A couple months. Six, six, seven months? Yeah. Well, yeah. last year we had another event at the Alamo uh, to premiere the uh, first few episodes of season eight, and that yeah. went really well. We had people coming down from all over just to go mm-hmm. to that Alamo screening. Yeah. And we have a guy from Michigan that yeah, came down. And uh, so we thought... Yeah, it was a good test year. This year, let's do something a little bigger. Uh, so we're doing a full weekend at the end of May. Gus, how can people get tickets to this? Because we're going to do very, very limited. It's very limited. We're probably we're just going to sell them through our store. Okay. And uh, we're going to open it up to uh, to sponsors first. We're going to work all that out, and uh, hopefully, we'll have we'll have those in the store. Not today, but soon. It's going to be a pretty uh, limited engagement, too, right? Yes. Like we're we're going to cap it. Uh, do you like? Do you know what the t- attendance will be? It'll be about two hundred people. About two hundred. Yeah. Okay. There's a possibility that um, we may be able to extend a screening part of it uh, to a slightly bigger audience, but then we have a, a whole weekend of events planned. Yes. Three legged race tours of the tours of the office are on the table right now yep. for the group, and then the big thing that we want to do is we're going to take the two hundred and fifty people. And we're going to... 200 people. Excuse 200, excuse people. 200 people. We're going to figure out a way uh, to include them as part of a Rooster Teeth Productions, most likely a yes. Rooster Teeth short. Yes. And uh, so we'll put them in that. And that'll be fun. So that'll be one of the days we'll be, you'll actually be on the set of a Rooster Teeth production mm-hmm. and joining us. So it should be a good time. Yeah, we're still hammering out a schedule, but uh, we just wanted to let everyone know, give them the heads up. It's because it's, you know, a little over three months away. 
but uh, I guess check uh, check the website. We'll have updates on it, and uh, you'll be you'll be hearing more about it in the coming months. Okay, so Gus, if I'm a person I want to go to this, what should be my next steps? Um, I guess start. Well, just email start, Gus at roosterteeth.com, right? <laughs> <laughs> just start pricing out uh, travel arrangements if you're out of town. So, that week, so you're saying the weekend is set. Yeah, the weekend is set. Can you give me a ballpark of how much a ticket might cost to the thing beyond the cost of travel? Um, we're we're going to try to keep it low cost. Uh, okay. we're, we're looking, we might sell the tickets for like 25 bucks each. And that'll include, will that include like travel to and we're, from events and we, stuff as well? We are probably going to, if you want travel, we're going to have a shuttle service. We're still working that part out. If if you pay an extra five bucks, you'll get to ride our shuttle unlimited for the weekend to and from our events. Okay. So, so. The ba- that sounds like a baseline cost and there might be some extra additional options. Yeah. Exactly. That I can execute. Right. Are we gonna? People always ask. If this you question. want, you can get your own car. You can move around. Uh, we'll work on uh, getting a good rate at a hotel. I have uh, to try to keep everyone in one place centralized. That way, it's kind of a community thing where people can hang out with each other. I'm only asking this because I know other like other people that want to attend are going to ask. Are are, you, are is there going to be merch at the event or anything like that? That's a good question. So there, uh, should people like budget to bring extra money um, if they want to buy? We can, it? We, can, we can we can probably swing that. Okay. Or maybe maybe we'll come up with like a, a special shirt for the event or something. Yeah, that we will we will definitely do that. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Cool. So I so if I want to buy a ticket, I should just watch what? Uh, I guess uh, watch the front page of the site or watch uh, my journal. Watch Gus's watch journal. Gus. And uh, we'll, we will be talking about it in earnest in the coming weeks. Let me ask you a question. Since we're talking about the watch feature on our website, do you think we should change the name of watch to follow just so people have a clearer understanding of what it is as they join the site? Yes. Okay. Watch makes more sense to me. It does too, but I mean I'm just talking You know, if we're going to use the language of the current society online – Follow seems to be that word. I don't like that. No. I never liked the word follow either. I never Follow did. seems physical to me. Like it's something you do. You like you're physically following people yeah, on Twitter? No, but see, it would watch would make more sense to me. No, I, you're not – okay. We're arguing <laughs> semantics of what Gus thinks the way the world should be. Yes. I agree. I think, I think follow is more universally accepted than watch. Yeah. There's understand. another one we have too that, that is like that. Like do you think we should change the word the, – the name of mods to something else so it's mm. clear what it is? Yeah. We'll, we'll kick all so this I out. Guess. I actually did a chat with the community um, in Blondie's chat channel the other day, and it was pretty fun because they had a lot to say about it. And they're very specific. Yeah. Like They use the site for specifically the community features you know, yeah. and the other things like even the podcast or uh, the shows that we make kind of are secondary to their experience. So yeah. they had very specific opinions about the, uh, about the website. Well, if you have any feedback about like whether it should be watch or follow, make sure you email jeff at roosterteeth.com. That's G-E-O-F-F. <laughs> J-A-C-K at AchievementHunter.com. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let him know exactly what you think. Send him pictures of your family, too. He loves that stuff. All right. Is there anything else we should cover before uh, we wrap up? Why don't we tell people other events real quick that we're going to oh, be yeah. attending in the next few months? Good call. Let okay, me pull that up here. Yeah, I guess I should let you do that, Gus. You have the... Uh... So first of all, we're going to be down in Sydney, Australia. Yeah, uh, we'll be at Armageddon Expo uh, in Sydney, February 26th. 26th and 27th, I believe, is when that event runs. Yeah. It's a week and a half from now. Uh, yep. Yep. We'll be at uh, Emerald City Comic Con for one day on March 5th at the 343 Industries booth. And uh, PAX East in Boston, March 11th and 12th, I think that is. 10th, 11th, and 12th? Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you right now, we're going to have a lot of stuff to show at PAX East. It's 11th, 12th, and 13th, actually. Is it 11th, 12th, and yeah. 13th? Okay. We'll be there. Uh, we'll be showing some stuff. We have a panel. Our panel is on Saturday, I believe, at 230 Mm-hmm. I'm also on a Griffball panel, uh, I think it's 10.30 in the morning on Friday at PAX East. Mm-hmm. And we also have an event at Megacon in Orlando, March 25th. And that's all of our events through March. Okay, there you go. We'll also be doing some stuff for South by Southwest, but 
if you're coming to South by Southwest, it's you'll probably can come to you know read about the panels that were in for South by Southwest in mm. the actual program there. Okay, I'll I know that doesn't apply to everybody. Yeah, I'll have to look that up and put that on the events page too. Do then. you know how much a badge for South by Southwest costs? Eleven hundred dollars. It's crazy, dude. Eleven hundred dollars, man. That is yeah. nutty. Yeah, and they sell out every fucking year. Yeah, they do. How glad are we going to be when we're not downtown during South by Southwest this year? Yeah. It's, it's going to kind of suck to not be able to walk and get free beer anymore. But yeah, uh, Gus used to have great afternoon trips to free beer. Avoiding the crowd is a uh, is a big plus, though. I I really just won't miss having three bands playing, playing all, all in around us. Yeah. The best was it was almost like a joke last year when that fucking band showed up. What was it? It was like all drums. It was like four. Oh, drum that's kids. right. <laughs> it was like everyone in the band played a drum. The one I always think of is the uh, the guy with the accordion. Oh, the pirate guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, oh. you didn't mute your phone. I Busted. Di- I did. It must have unmuted in my pocket. Uh, oh, please. The old unmute. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Ta ta.